Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. This message is from a midweek service with Enrique Lizarraga. Also, if you haven't followed us on Instagram or Facebook, give us a follow at PC Paramount, and then be sure to check our website out at praisechapelparamount.com. Enjoy this message. God is good. Sorry. Um, I am blessed with the opportunity to speak before you guys, and it's really a great privilege. Hold on, it's going to go away. But... It's, um, I want to share a little bit about um, and what Pastor was preaching about, the one. And, and as I stand here in the end, I, be, and, um, I became to, to know the significance of the meaning of the one. You know, we, I went through a season that, that I was struggling. And, um, and, and I decided to say, you know what, enough is enough. And, um, and God... And God gave me this message for, for you guys, and I believe this. But I came to realize the importance of me. And tonight, I, wanna, I want you guys to say that tonight. I am important. And tonight, you know, there may be a few of you guys that don't believe that. There's a few of you guys that you guys come sit in service week after week, and you believe that you're no good. That you, you see your failures and and you start labeling yourself with the trials that you're going through. We have come to the mindset that we would never be good enough, that we're being forgiven, and that we can't be used in the kingdom of God. There's many people that come to service and enjoy a great worship, a great message, and they walk and leave believing the same, that they have felt God. The same lie that has been spoken over their lives that there is no change. Even when God is moving, they feel that they're, they're not, they don't deserve that. That is good. We allowed our past to define who we are instead of allowing Jesus Christ to be our identity. Tonight, I'm going to be reading out of 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3 and 5. I'm going to pray first, though. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Lord Father. I just thank you for the opportunity you gave me to speak your word, Lord. Father, I just pray that you anoint my lips, Lord Father that I will speak your word boldly and correct, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Elijah had a great victory. You know, he had killed the, the prophets of Baal, and there was a queen that told him, I'm going to kill you, you know, tomorrow. And so what he did, he ran up and he, and he ran. I'm going to pick up in verse 3. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Elijah walked the whole day into the wilderness and he stopped and sat down in the shade of a tree in where she would die. It's too much, Lord, he prayed. Take away my life. I might as well be dead. He lay under the tree and fell asleep. Suddenly the angels touched him and said, wake up and eat. Instead of running to the wilderness, we should be running to Jesus. Instead of running to God, when we get discouraged, when we feel overwhelmed, we have the tendency to run away. Have, you know, have you heard that, that the birds, the birds of a feather flock together? You know, we're, we know that we want to get, pity, you know, the pity party. We know who to go to. You know, when, when, when we're, you know, when we want people to, to, to you know, to, to be, you know what? I agree with you, Enrique. You know, they're no good. But when you want correction, you know who to go to. You know, that's the person that you run to and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. You know, I want change in my life. 
Um, one of the commentaries when I was re we read that that you know Elijah left his servant behind, and one of the commentaries that I read was he didn't took he didn't took him with him out of compassion to him that he may not share in the miseries of life that were like to come upon him. And and you know for me that sounded so familiar because when when. When people will call me, when I will call people and they will, how come you didn't call me, Rick? You know, you know, I know you were struggling. How come you didn't pick up the phone? And I would tell them because I don't want to, to, to be, you know, involved in my, you know, my struggles. I don't, I don't want to bother you. You know, I already know you have so many problems. And then my problems on top of that, I didn't want to bother you. And when I read the commentary, it's so familiar. You know, it sounds so familiar to me. The enemy wants to separate you from the brothers and sisters that really love you. Two people, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12 says this. Two people can't resist an attack that would defend one person alone. A rope made of three cords is hard to break. And one thing that I learned that when, when you surround yourself with people that are going to speak life into your life, that is going to encourage you and make you move forward, you know, something's going to start happening in your life. But you see... Once the enemy comes and separates you from the friends that love you and, and, and want to encourage you and strengthen you, that's when those mind battles kicked in. And once the enemy separates you from the body, you're alone, alone he starts attacking your thoughts. We read that he wished he would have died, that he couldn't keep on going anymore, and he says, God, please let me die here. You attend the service and you love it, but you still, you sit, you're sitting there and there's voices right now. You know, even as I speak right now, you know, we had a great worship. But I, I started thinking about it. You know, I'm, I'm saying this because I sat there. Where, where I said, God, goes, you know, I'm arguing with my wife. You know, you know everything's falling apart. You know, we, we, our old stuff, our old money. And, and instead of running to him, you, you know, I started thinking about my problems. But see... You know, I want to share this with you guys today that you don't have to leave tonight with, with those thoughts. The worst thing I can recall is when my friends would leave and, and then my family was asleep and I was sitting and, and I would be in bed laying down and I would look at the ceiling and those voices would come and start saying, man of God. And in and, and and, and, and the season that I was in, I, you know, I would hear those voices coming at me at night, like, yeah, right, man of God. But I started praying, and I started seeing God. He goes, God, he goes, I need you to take this. And, that, and there was an Ottoman voice that started to get louder and louder. And, and I realized that, that I was listening to the wrong voices in my life. And that brings me to the next point. God will speak to us to wake up and eat, and our response matters tonight. And I was able to distinguish his voice, and a fire started to rise from within me. You know, it says when, when, when Pearl Harbor was attacked, that the Japanese admiral, Osoruku Jamamoto, sorry guys. <laughs> the, the guy who that planned the attack on Pearl Harbor, he reportedly, he wrote down in his journal, I fear that all we've done is awaken a sleeping giant. And filled him with a terrible resolve. And I believe that the enemy is saying about you tonight. 
I believe that God is awakening godly giants from a, with authority and saying to you guys, wake up. Child, it's your time to shine. I'm sorry, guys. You were born for a time like this. God did not want us to stay where we're at. God wants us to, to enjoy his blessings and enjoy his presence. How many know that God is tugging on your heart and saying, you need to wake up? I want to go down to verse 9 in 1 Kings chapter 19. There he went into the cave and spent the night. Suddenly the Lord spoke to him, Elijah, what are you doing here? Elijah could have stayed in a cave that night, but he had to make a decision. You know, he had to make a decision that night. Am I going to stay in the cave or am I going to move forward? How many could relate to that tonight? How many have, have heard the voice of God telling us to, to move forward? I believe the hardest time is when, when we're, everybody's gone, our friends and family are gone, and you're in bed. I, I, I always, you know, when I'm in bed, that's, that's when my embattles try to kick in. But God has been calling you and knocking on your door. That what are you, where are you? This is not the place where you belong. What are you going to do when we open the altar, altar call tonight? Are you going to remain in your seat or are you going to answer that call? But see, the thing is, that wasn't the end for Elijah. Even though he had those mind battles that he was struggling and everything, he still had some unfinished business to attend. And I believe the same way that everybody in this group has some unfinished business to attend. And 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 21 says this, Elijah left and found Elijah plying with a team of oxen. There were 11 teams ahead of him, and he was plying with the last one. Elijah took off his cloak and put it on Elijah. Elijah then left his oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah answered, All right, go back. I'm not stopping you. Then Elijah went to his team of oxen, killed them, and cooked the meat, using the yoke as fuel for the fire. He gave the meat to the people, and they ate. Then he went and followed Elijah as his helper. Tonight, in the beginning of the sermons, I shared that I learned the value of me. For many years, I struggled with this in my life. I saw myself as a failure. I saw myself that I was a person that that I would never mount it to anything. And maybe in the military, I learned to compress those feelings and I was able to push them down and still function and, and do what I had to do. But the thing is that I believe that, that God didn't want me to, to, to push them down. And it, and it was a thing that, that over the years, that, that things that were spoken when I was younger, that, that I would never mount to anything, that when, when they saw my marriage, that they would never last. And these are words that were spoken over me. And at that moment, when I was going through those trials, I thought that that was, that was true. I thought that that, that that was me. You know, I, I can't do anything better. But when, when I started hearing that voice, you know, God started to heal my marriage and started putting it together. God started to speak into my life. And then he knew... He would tell me that he knew me since the beginning and that he sent his son to die for my sins and for me to be with him. Tonight, I want to leave you guys with this. Your response matters. 
because there are many Elishas waiting for you guys. There's Elishas, you know, I can just imagine if Elisha would have remained in that, in that cave where there would be an Elijah. And tonight I'll leave you guys with this verse, Isaiah 6, verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. Amen. Amen. I'm pray real quick. Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight, Lord Father. Father, I pray that we learn to hear your voice, Lord Father, in the midst of everything, Lord Father. And Father, that we will rebuke the lies of the enemy that, that has spoken over our lives in the past, the saying that, that we are no good, Lord. Father, we are good because you are good, Lord Father. And we are your masterpiece. And Father, I pray for every single one of us here, Lord Father, that they will not leave the same way they came, but they leave transformed and moved by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.